Well, God bless you, my beloved. Good evening. This is Minister S.N. Crockett Jr. coming to you with our weekly, the first of our weekly installments of the truth of the gospel, the truth of the gospel, the truth of the gospel. We're coming to you this January 31st, last day in January 2020. And we're going to begin a new series of messages called Warning, danger, extreme danger ahead. Warning, extreme danger ahead. Warning, extreme danger ahead. What we want to do is in these next uh, few messages that we give, we want to show you how it's necessary to have a relationship with the Lord through his dear son, Jesus Christ. And how part of that relationship is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit can lead you and guide you into all truth. For without the revelation of the Holy Spirit, you won't know the truth. You won't know the truth. You'll walk in error. You'll walk in a lie. You'll be self-deceived. You'll be self-righteous. You'll be deceived into thinking that you're something that you're not. You'll be deceived into thinking that you're set for eternity when actually you're not. You can only be set for eternity by trusting in Jesus Christ, God's dear Son, for your eternal salvation. So I want to talk to you tonight. I'm going to come from John chapter 14. I want to eventually talk to you, if not tonight, then eventually I want to talk to you from John 15 and John chapter 16. And then there will be several other passages that I want to speak to you from. Warning, extreme danger ahead. Now, why do I call it that? I call it warning, extreme danger ahead because there's danger ahead. <laughs> Excuse me. And you need, a, you need a, a warning system to warn you of the danger and to show you how to avoid it. You need a warning system. A divine warning system, not a man-made warning system. You need a divine warning system that will warn you of the danger ahead so that you may avoid it and not fall into the eternal pitfalls that so many have fallen into, are falling into, and unfortunately shall fall into. Jesus promised us that when he would go away after his crucifixion and resurrection, he would send a helper, a comforter, one who would be with us, one who would lead us and guide us into all truth, one who would reveal Jesus Christ to us, his word, one who would help us to understand God's word, one who would lead us and guide us, give us spiritual discernment, Help us to discern between what is truth and what is error. The Holy Spirit, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is varied. One who would manifest gifts of the Holy Spirit through us, fruit of the Holy Spirit through us. That's why they're called gifts of the Holy Spirit and fruit of the Holy Spirit because they come from the Holy Spirit. One who would uh, show us the way so that we could walk in the truth of the gospel what you don't want to do is walk in your truth. 
That's a very common uh, misperception today. People are being told to walk in their truth. But outside of the revelation of Jesus Christ, outside of the revelation of who he is, what he has done, what he is doing, and what he shall do, there is no truth. Or there is no eternal truth, I'll put it that way. For most religions can contain nuggets of truth. But Jesus said, I am the truth. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And no one can come to the Father except by me. So we want to talk tonight from John 14. I might go into chapter 15 tonight, depending on how long it takes me to deal with 14. I'm not going to read the whole chapter. But I want to, I want to, uh, I want to talk to you about having that warning system to warn you that there's danger ahead. And that warning system is the Holy Spirit, and you can only have the Holy Spirit when you have given your life to Jesus. People who have not given truly given their life to Jesus, the Bible says they don't have the Holy Spirit. If any man has not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter eight. So having the Holy Spirit is a true sign that we, that we are that we are in covenant with the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask that you go before us in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Help us, Lord. In this time of peril, uh, in this perilous time, we pray that you go before us in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. We pray that you will grant us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Understanding through your Holy Spirit, blessed be your name forever. How we need you, Lord. How we cannot make it without you. How without you, Lord, we walk in error. We walk in shame. We walk in self-righteousness. How without you, Lord, we have a form of godliness. But we don't know anything about the power thereof. We continue to pray for the Kobe Bryant family. They are in pain, and the other families, Lord, on the helicopter. They are in pain that man cannot heal. They are in pain that only you can heal. And we ask that you be merciful and kind toward them in your own way, in your own time, by Jesus Christ, Lord. As a result of this teaching and preaching and teaching and preaching from all over the world, we pray that gifts and fruit of the Holy Spirit would be manifested. Blessed be your name forever. In the name of thy holy son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. I'm going to start tonight at John chapter 14. It's the chapter that begins, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Jesus said, In my Father's house are many mansions. Some Bibles say rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you. And then if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. So Jesus is being prophetic here. He's getting into what's called eschatology, the doctrine of last things. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. He's speaking to believers. He's not speaking to unbelievers. He's not speaking to those who don't know Jesus. He wasn't speaking to me until I accepted him as my Lord and Savior. 
And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also, and where I go, the way you know. And then Thomas said unto him, Lord, how can we know the way? We don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except by me. Now I'm going to go down from John chapter 14 and verse 6. I want to go down to uh, same chapter, verse 15. Jesus said, do you love me? If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father. Here's Jesus in his role as our great high priest after the order of Melchizedek. I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. That he may abide with you forever. See, the Holy Spirit abides with those of us who believe in Jesus. He abides with us. Those of us who believe in Jesus. And he says, I will give you another helper who, helper who will abide with you forever. And because the Holy Spirit abides with us, he leads us and guides us into all truth, the truth of the gospel. And because he abides with us and he's the, he, he leads us and guides us into the truth of the gospel, the Holy Spirit is that warning system that we need. danger ahead and the Holy Spirit is able to because he is God the Holy Spirit is God he's the third person of the Trinity because he is God he sees where man cannot see because he's eternal our our sight is finite woefully finite I might add our sight is woefully woefully finite God's sight is perfect and so because the Holy Spirit is God, he reveals to us the truth about where we should go, what we should do, what we should not do. And then it is our responsibility to yield to the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says Jesus Christ is unto us the wisdom of God, the knowledge of God. In him dwells all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And so the Holy Spirit will reveal those that wisdom to us and open up the storehouse of treasure, the treasure house, if you will. But we have to be born again. We have to be willing to yield to him. And so our Lord Jesus said, I will give you, a, I will pray the Father. And see, Jesus knows that he's about to go away. He's about to go to Calvary and he's going to be crucified and he's going to be raised from the dead just as he promised as the scriptures promise. And he's going to walk the earth for 40 days. And he's going to ascend back to heaven. And he's going to be seated at the right hand of the majesty on high. He's going to be seated at the right hand of the most high. But he knows that we're left here on earth. And because we're left here on earth, we need a comforter. We need one. 
okay, let's put it this way. The Old Testament, the outstanding personality was the Father. In the Gospels, the outstanding personality is the Son, or was the Son. And now in the New Testament, in the epistles, and now even going forward 2,000 years, the outstanding personality, as far as who's with us, is the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, I will pray the Father, he will give you another helper. A parakletos, a comforter. He will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is called the spirit of truth. Meaning, the Holy Spirit is diametrically opposed to Satan. Because Satan is the father of all lies. Jesus said he was a liar from the beginning. He's a liar and the father of it. And so since Satan is the father of all lies, the Holy Spirit is diametrically opposed to Satan. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. Remember, the Bible says God cannot lie. <clears throat> he cannot. We can lie. You can lie. I can lie. You have lied. I have lied. The Bible says God cannot lie. And because God cannot lie, then that means the Holy Spirit cannot lie, for the Holy Spirit is God. So Jesus, our Lord, says, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Did you hear that? He said the world cannot receive. Worldly people can pretend they have the Holy Spirit. But only true believers have the Holy Spirit. Only true believers have the Holy Spirit. Jesus said the world cannot receive the, the spirit of truth because it neither sees him. See, the world bases everything that they believe in on what they see with their natural eyes because it neither sees him nor knows him because they don't have that relationship. But you know him, he's speaking here to his disciples, you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. Some Bibles say I will not leave you comfortless. Ah, Jesus said, I will come to you. I got to go to the cross. And I got to go to the cross and, and place myself in the hands of sinners. And voluntarily lay down my life at the cross and die on that cross and hang between heaven and earth as though I'm fit for neither. And hang between two thieves. And one of those thieves will accept me. But Jesus said, I will I will I will send the Holy Spirit. I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. He promises. And he, he fulfilled the promise because he cannot lie. He's faithful. A little while longer and the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live, you will live also. At that day, you will know that I am in my Father, 
and you in me and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, not the betrayer, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? That's a very important question. That's a very good question. That was, a, that was like a critical thinking question. How will you manifest yourself to us, your, your disciples, your apostles, and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. That, that's the answer right there. And he's going to give more details, but that's the answer right there. Those who love Jesus, he will manifest himself to them. Those who don't love him, he won't manifest himself to them. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. This is Jesus in his subservient role as the obedient son. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. And now he's going to make another, another reference to the promise of the Holy Spirit. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. You hear that? Some people say there is no Trinity. I don't want to get off into this, but Jesus said, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. There's your Holy Trinity right there. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. Did you hear that? He will teach you all things. He will teach you all things. Because he's the repository of all divine truth. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. And you know we have the Bible, we have the Old and the New Testaments, and people want to say the Bible is, you know, the white man wrote it. No, the Holy Spirit inspired men, mostly Jewish men, all but two of the books of the Bible were written by Jewish men. Luke and Acts were written by a Gentile, by Dr. Luke. All other Bibles, all other books were written by Jewish men. We have no evidence that a woman wrote any of the books of the Bible. Uh, the, the Bible was in, is written by men, the Bible says, who are inspired by the Holy Spirit. So Jesus says, I'm going to bring to, remembrance, to your remembrance all things that I said to you. But people want to argue, oh, no, the, the, the Bible is a white man. No, the white man did not write the Bible. Stop. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. He, he promised the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to lead us, to guide us, to teach us. We need the Holy Spirit to warn us. That's one of the ministries, one of the ministries of the Holy Spirit is to warn us. 
is to warn us. There's danger ahead. And here's what you must do to avoid it. And then we make a decision as to whether we're going to listen to the voice of the Lord or not. Because even as Christians, we still have to submit our will. As I, I spoke to you when I, when I taught on the, God, the, the gospel of the Garden of Gethsemane, the gospel according to the Garden of Gethsemane, even as Christians, we still have to be willing to yield to the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit warns us there's danger ahead. There's danger ahead. One of the problems with the helicopter that crashed that was carrying nine people, including former NBA great Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gianna. One of the problems, and I don't know why this problem existed, but it did. One of the problems on the helicopter was it didn't have a terrain warning system. A terrain it didn't have a system to tell the pilot, pull up. You've probably seen that in movies like the movie with Denzel Washington, Flight. Remember that movie? And you've seen, my, uh, my wife and I sometimes watch air disasters. Well, they'll, 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 um, they'll they investigate um, aircraft uh, uh, accidents. And 90%, if not more, of the of the time it's due to pilot error but you'll see this navigational system or this warning system I should say a terrain warning system a TWS and you'll hear a voice it's a computer generated voice it'll say pull up pull up pull up pull up because the pilot is flying too low for safety And for some reason, that helicopter didn't um, didn't have that system. It was recommended that helicopters be equipped with it, but the FAA did not ban mandate it. And so, would that have would that have uh, prevented the crash? I don't know. But it didn't have the warning system. And so, the pilot who was already flying in dangerous conditions, fog. Remember, police helicopters didn't even fly that that uh, that during that time period because of the fog. And remember, California is a very mountainous state, including Southern California. We've got the Santa Barbara Mountains. It's a very mountainous state. I'm, I don't know if it's the most mountainous. I don't know. It could be West Virginia or Colorado. I don't know. I don't know the most mountainous state in the country. I've 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 not looked that up. But I do know that California is a mountainous state. And for that helicopter to not have that terrain warning system, to me, is troublesome. The Holy Spirit is our warning system. He leads us. Jesus said, I just read to you, the Holy Spirit, when he has come, he will lead you. He will guide you into all truth. He will warn you. The Lord warns us in dreams and visions and through his word, through other people. The Lord warns us there's danger ahead. Pull up. Pull up. 
pull up. The Lord warns us. And then we have to make a decision to submit our will to his good, acceptable, and perfect will. And then we are, we are therefore warned. But a person who's, who's not in relationship with the Lord because they have not trusted in Jesus Christ for their eternal salvation, they don't have that warning system. And so that person will, if they don't make a change as far as trusting in Christ, that person will end up in a very bad place, in the abyss. But the believer in Jesus has the Holy Spirit. All believers have the Holy Spirit, all true believers in Jesus. The Bible says the Lord knows those who are his. All true believers have the Holy Spirit. Now, do all, true, do all true believers yield to the Holy Spirit? No. I have not always yielded to the Holy Spirit. But all true believers have the Holy Spirit. All true mature believers yield to the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit, whereby you are sealed until the day of redemption. Grieve not the Holy Spirit, whereby you are sealed until the day of redemption. Grieve not the Holy Spirit, uh, whereby you are sealed, talking to believers, until the day of redemption, until we are finally redeemed by Jesus and uh, given our glorified bodies. Let me read to you again from John 14. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance. The Holy Spirit brings to our remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. The Holy Spirit the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to minister unto us the peace that passes all understanding. My peace I, I give to you, I leave with you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Warning, there's danger ahead. There are perilous times. We're living in perilous times. But guess what? Perilous times are becoming more and more and more perilous. You see, man thinks that he can solve these issues. Man thinks that he can make, it, make a world a better place on his own by the human spirit, by the strength of the human spirit. That's called humanism. No. Perilous times, Paul said, shall come, and they have come. Perilous times technically began with the beginning of the New Testament church after Jesus was raised from the dead and ascended back to the right hand of the Father. And now we're living 2,000 years separated from that, so we are definitely in perilous times. And guess what? Those perilous times will become worse and worse. And Jesus will eventually come and take the church away from the earth in what we call the rapture. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. And the dead in Christ, those who accepted Jesus Christ and had received the Holy Spirit, but had died before Jesus came back, 
the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain, who have accepted Jesus Christ and received the Holy Spirit, but we are alive when Jesus appears in the air. We who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them, with the dead in Christ. We'll be caught up with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. But until that happens, we need to be led and guided. Lest we go astray. Remember, we are like sheep and sheep easily go astray. So we need uh, a supernatural uh, guidance. We need a supernatural guidance system. Uh, you can call it an SGS if you want to. We need a supernatural guidance system. A supernatural. We can't. We can't depend on philosophy and human intelligence. We can't depend on man's efforts of social uplift to lead us and guide us into the divine truth of our Lord Jesus Christ. We need a supernatural guidance system. And part of that supernatural guidance system is a warning system that says there's danger ahead. Don't do that. Don't go there. Don't get in that relationship. Don't do that. No, go left. Don't go right. Or go right. Don't go left. Or go straight ahead. Or stand still. Don't go anywhere. Don't move. Remember the Lord told Joseph, the Lord told Joseph, take Mary and the child, Jesus, down to Egypt and stay there until I give you word. For Herod is seeking the child to kill him. Because Herod had heard that this king of the Jews had been born and Herod being the insanely insecure and jealous uh, puppet of the Roman government that he was. Uh, he, he became insanely jealous. Of course, Satan was trying to use Herod to kill the Christ child so that the promise, so that the messianic promise could not be fulfilled. But guess what? The Lord came to Joseph in a dream and said, Arise, take the child and his mother and go into Egypt and stay there until I bring you word. And Joseph did as the Lord commanded. He arose, and in the middle of the night, glory to the Lamb of God. He didn't say, Lord, I'll get to it in a couple of days. I'll get to it. I got a spring vacation coming up. <laughs> no. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. The Bible says, Joseph arose in the middle of the night, took the child, the Christ child, Jesus, and his mother, and departed into Egypt. And was there until the death of Herod. And then when, when Herod died, they left Egypt. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, out of Egypt I have called my son. Hallelujah. Hosea 11.1. 1. Out of Egypt I have called my son. But notice Joseph obeyed the warning. Arise, take the child and his mother. And go into the land of Egypt. And stay there. Until I give you word. For Herod. King Herod. He will seek the child's life. To destroy him. That was a very precious. Uh, um, and a very. Um, uh, that was a heavy. Resp heavy responsibility that Joseph had. He was in charge of making sure nobody hurt. The Lord of our salvation. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. 
Joseph didn't. He wasn't slow for, oh, I'll get to it. Uh, I'll do it during my summer vacation. He didn't procrastinate. He rose up. Let me give it to you, just like the Bible says. Let's see. It's in Matthew chapter... Two. And uh, starting at verse 13. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. See, God has ways of warning us. God is supernatural, so he's not... God is not uh, inhibited by anything. He can speak to you in a dream, a vision, through his word, through another person, through a child, through an animal, <laughs> through a TV show. God can speak to us in many ways. And when they were de uh, let's see, and when they were departed, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, "Arise, take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt. And be there until I bring you word." For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, meaning he being Joseph, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be spoken, which was, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet. In this case was Hosea saying, out of Egypt have I called my son. You see that, that warning system? The Lord spoke to Joseph. Arise, go into Egypt. Take the child, <coughs> excuse me. Take the child and his mother and flee into Egypt and stay there. He didn't tell Joseph how long he was going to have to be there. He just said, stay there. I, I, I know where you are. <laughs> oh, it took I know where you are. I know how to reach you if I need you. I know how to reach you if I got a message for you. Stay there until I give you word. Joseph was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which is spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Stay there until I say so. Hallelujah. I'm glad to preach. Stay there until I say so. Glory to the Lamb of God. Being uh, the people who tend to be impatient, self-willed, stubborn, impetuous, we tend to not want to stay there until God brings us word. We tend to not want to do that. We tend to want to move when we want to move. Do what we want to do. I already spoke to you about that. Jesus said, not my will, Lord, but your will be done. Not my will, Lord, but your will be done. If you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have that internal warning system. He's called the Holy Spirit. He will lead you and guide you into all truth. He will warn you. He will reveal Jesus Christ unto you. He will do whatever the Lord wants him to do as far as ministering in your life. But people who are not saved, they don't have that warning system. And so that's why I'm saying give your life to Jesus while you have a chance. For tomorrow is not promised. It's not promised to you. It's not. It's not promised to you. I gave a long list the other day of people who died. All of them died under 50. Long Longevity of life. Martin Luther King said longevity of life has its place. 
He said that the night before he was murdered. Long, uh, any, like anyone else, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. He was gone 24 hours later. He was gone. I pray that even as a believer, I pray that you will ask the Lord to sharpen your discernment. Lord, sharpen. I'm going to pray that prayer as I close tonight. And I'll come to you again on Sunday with the similar subject. But I'm going to pray that you will sharpen it. Our, our prayer tonight will be, Lord, sharpen our discernment. So that we not be deceived. Or that we not be deceivers. They called Jesus that deceiver after they crucified him. They, they, they said to Pilate, put a guard over his tomb. For we, we remember that deceiver said that he would rise again on, on the third day. Which he did. <laughs> but he wasn't a deceiver. He's the Prince of Life. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that you'll sharpen our discernment. Sharpen our discernment, Lord. Help us to more and more yield to your will, your ways. Help us, Lord, to love your word, to devour your word. Lord, your word is like a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Lead us and guide us, Lord. Oh, Lord, let the Holy Spirit be that, that, that internal warning system who warns us of danger ahead. Help us, Lord. We need you, Lord, even though we don't always like, act like we need you. We need you, Lord. We need you. We need you, Lord. Sharpen our discernment. Help us, Lord, to not be led astray. Help us, Lord, to not walk in carnality. Help us, Lord, to bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Manifest the fruit and gifts of the Holy Spirit in our lives, Lord and in the lives of all who love you. Hallelujah, through your dear son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Again, we continue to pray for Kobe Bryant and his family, or rather his family, and all those, that, the family of all those who were on that helicopter, Lord. We pray for them. We pray for their families, Lord. Oh God, by Jesus Christ, only you can heal the hurt that a situation like that brings. We ask you by Jesus Christ, Lord, to use this message, Lord, to reach somebody for the gospel, for the gospel of your dear son, Jesus Christ, to whom be glory, power, majesty, and dominion, both now and forever. Amen. God bless you, my beloved. I'm going to come to you again, Lord willing, on Sunday. We'll continue to talk, Lord willing, about warning, danger, extreme danger ahead, submitting our will to the will of the Lord. Submitting our will to the will of the Lord. God bless you, my beloved. You have a good week. You have a good weekend. Have a good Super Bowl weekend. I've got the Chiefs. We'll see what happens. I've got the Chiefs, though, winning. But we'll, 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 we'll see what happens on Sunday evening. You, you be strong in the Lord. If you're not already obligated somewhere else Sunday morning, join us at 10 a.m. for another installment of the truth of the gospel, the truth of the gospel of God's dear son. God bless you, my beloved. You take care. Bye-bye.